0: Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be. Helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. We've all had positions, even parts of our current positions, where we stew in mediocrity. The only way you can do that is if you're disconnected from your own self-interest where you're not connecting the dots between this work right in front of me here is going to make me a better person in this specific way. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode is the final one of a three-part series on the subject of work ethic and the dubious and elusive concept called, quote, doing your best. What is the antidote for mediocrity? There's plenty of it in our world, isn't there? Would you like to know the counterintuitive simple solution that I've talked about so many times before, but somehow people often miss it as being the answer here? I hope you'll keep listening to find out. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. For more information about the many benefits of Clear and Open membership and how to get more engaged in everything you do, please go to clearandopen.com. Also, I'm very excited to announce the launch of my new course, Accountability, Metrics, Money, and Shame, Get Better Results by Living in Reality. That's the name of the course. Employee disengagement is a worldwide epidemic estimated to cost nearly a half trillion dollars a year worldwide. Lack of accountability and metrics are two of the biggest reasons why. You cannot have engagement without them. In this course, we address money in a way you've likely never thought of before. Money is the metric we all live with and the reality we deal with every day. So explorations into your relationship with money will reveal powerful insights about your relationship to the boundaries of reality itself, accountability, and shame, all related to engagement. For managers, if you can't feel the difference between remorse and shame, you can't manage to engage. It's that simple. When an employee does something bad, research shows that remorse creates change, whereas shame guarantees it happens again. What if you're unwittingly shaming your people? Or on the other side, not ensuring they feel remorse when they mess up? How do you create metrics that show your people how they're doing and inspire them to excellence? How do you know you're tracking the right metrics so you know you're on track? This course answers all of these questions and more. It's more than just education and training. It's a transformational journey that improves every area of your life. When you complete this course, you'll have a vivid, actionable, and moving vision along with a dashboard to hold yourself and others, if applicable, accountable to achieving it. And you'll know how to own a task, project, or job like a champion. It all kicks off on April 5th and continues for a total of eleven weeks. Sign up at clearandopen.com slash AMMS. That stands for accountability, metrics, money, and shame. Clearandopen.com slash AMMS. All right, thanks so much for listening. Let's dive into our episode today. So we've been talking about the accountability piece, the stick.
1: What's the carrot? I think the carrot is just as simple as you keep your job. Nope. Why not? Cuz it's not enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's and that's really common for managers to say. They they think that the the incentive to have and keep a job engages employees.
1: No, it's not an incentive. It's it's really not. It's I think it's a matter of of like an agreement. We Oh, you mean you mean they're motivated
0: by keeping their agreements because of their deep sense of integrity?
1: No, you're you're no. They're motivated by your motivation to keep their agreement.
0: They're motivated by your the manager's motivation, right? Oh, because you have to keep your agreement and leave them employed. No, you may keep your agreement and leave them unemployed. Ah. So yeah, is it has anybody had the experience that? Uh, just the employee keeping their job is sufficient motivation to excellence?
2: No. I think appreciation is.
0: Appreciation. Showing
2: appreciation for what they do, you know, motivates them to do a better job when they feel appreciated.
0: Any other options?
2: I think, you have to,
3: I think you have to kind of know what, what drives each employee. Keep going. So you, you need to be able to relate to them so that you can find what's going to motivate them so you can use that to motivate them or lead them to motivate themselves.
1: Don't we need to go a step further and establish whether or not this is compatible? Perhaps. And what's
0: what's one question that you all know and have heard multiple times that can establish what we're talking about? That compatibility, that level of engagement in one question. Guess you guys need to hear it a few more times. No one, no?
2: <laughs> I guess we need to hear it a few more times.
1: Hmm. Repeat it, Ian. What is the what?
0: So the topic we're talking about, that none of you actually named the term yet. So if this were like a test in school and you didn't like use the official term. You know.
2: Wait, accountability?
0: No, that's the first part.
2: Integrity.
0: Also important, but not, not, not the missing piece here.
3: I'm trying.
0: Self interest.
3: Uh, Okay. All right. Yep.
0: That's it. (laughs) Self interest. And the question is who do you want to become and how are you using your job to get there? Because in the scenarios we were talking about, my lifeguarding past, Kmart, AT and whatever phone company it was. The only reason, the only way you can spend 10 years in a job stewing in your own mediocrity is if, is if and I'm not saying that for any individual person, we've all done that. We've all stewed in mediocrity. For sort of putting a fine point on it to, to a fine edge on it to make a point. We've all had positions, even parts of our current positions where we stew in mediocrity. The only way you can do that is if you're disconnected from your own self-interest. Where you're not connecting the dots between this work right in front of me here is going to make me a better person in this specific way. Without that, you're doing it for someone else, something else, or no reason at all, and you're just going to suck at it.
1: But that's why I say, instead of, so speaking in the most self-interested way, instead of engaging your self-interest, why am I not engaging my own self-interest when it comes to you, the employee across from me? In terms of finding out what I want first. So that we go Hold on. You want the employee to find out what you want? No, I'm saying we have to find out what we want there first so that so that when we go to engage the person we're we're we have to identify first whether or not this person is is compatible from you
0: find out when you ask them this question you know what 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 makes an employee qualified for their job they need to have a, a minimum requisite skill Or, you know, I mean, that could be as basic as like average hand-eye coordination. Maybe you're going to train them in everything they need to know, right? But there's a minimum requisite skill. There's a minimum requisite state of being, right? They have to be able to walk by people without getting angry at them. You know, they have to be emotionally, minimally emotionally stable, it depends on the job, right? If they're a presser versus a brain surgeon, there might be some differences in minimum requisite skill and minimum requisite um, emotional state, et cetera. So there's that. one. If they have that, then they can do the job. But the third thing that actually creates engagement or not is a flexible one, and that is how they relate to their job, how they relate to it. Right now, there are hundreds of thousands of CSRs in places like Bank of America and uh, uh, health insurance companies. And, and when you call them up, you feel like you're talking to not just a robot, because now there are robots who are more uh, compassionate and helpful than people that exist. That exist now. We're going to have to throw away that euphemism of calling people robots, right? Because Siri on an iPhone is, is more engaging than most Bank of America um, so there, those people are out there and they're reading scripts and they're not feeling sorry about your experience and they don't give a shit. Why? Because they see no connection between what they're supposed to do for the customer and their own growth development career. There's no connection there. They don't see it.
1: But that, that development is a slow burn.
0: So not necessarily. It can happen in one question. You're saying engage them in one question? One question. There's a few different variations of it. What don't you like about yourself and how are you using your job to change it? Where do you want to be in five years and how are you using your job right now to get there? Um, What's one quality in yourself that you want to be different and how are you using your job to develop it? They're all basically the same question how are you using the job for you? Forget about me, forget about the company, forget about the customer. What are you doing this for? And you can't say to pay the bills, to take care of my family for you. What are you personally getting out of it? How many of you asked an employee who reports to you this question? What happened?
3: She's actually using, she said she's using this job to get management training to go somewhere else later on down the line.
0: Not bad.
3: The better her her management.
0: Not bad, but not specific enough. That's what I got. (laughs) That's fine. It's a good start. And it's not specific enough. Why do you think I say that?
3: Because it's not, she's not saying specifically what actions she's taking to move forward and she's not being specific about what maybe she needs from us to help her get there.
0: Yes. So what's a question you could follow up with that would make that a more granular answer?
3: What what can we do to help her get there?
0: That's not bad, but that's not, doesn't go any more direct. That's a lateral move. That might get them talking more. It's fine. But what, what's going to squeeze them into committing more? What do you want to know?
3: I, I would want to know where they feel that they're, their weaknesses. What, what do you feel uncomfortable with that you need help to be more comfortable?
0: Yeah, exactly. So you, you want to get management training so one day you can be managing you know, more people, more responsibility. Great. What do you think you suck at now?
3: Yes, that's it. <laughs> can that's we it? say it like that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she, she actually thinks she does suck at communicating specifically kind how of, kind of blunt. so she's trying to figure a way of not to, to put a filter on herself
0: okay so she's she's not good at being appropriate and, and censoring herself sometimes okay right Okay, good. Well, that's pretty specific. Cool. So then you could imagine like if something went wrong, you could tie that back to, hey, remember that censorship thing you've been working on? Looks like you had a problem with so it. Now that frames the whole issue as being an opportunity for her to work on herself, you see? But if you don't have something that granular, and people won't give you something that granular. Oh, I want to be a better person. Well, I want to be a better professional. Well, I want I want to be able to take on more responsibility. All of this is bullshit. That's why I like asking it as, what specifically do you not like about yourself? And, and how do you want to change it? Most people can't answer that question right off. They don't think about it. Because they're this deep. And they and they're shame triggered. Oh, my God, look at something I don't like about myself. I'll I'll be in my closet on the floor crying for three days if I actually look at no. you know. Then you're a grown up and look at something in yourself that doesn't work. That's what grown-ups do. Teenagers puff their chest up and think they're all that and you know, strut around Kmart like they're at the top of the world.
2: Huh. So I had I, I went I went back there today for my mom's 40th anniversary because I was invited for lunch and I felt so awkward. I, bet. <laughs> I felt so out of place. You were. Oh, I was.
0: <laughs> Awkwardness sometimes is essentially real.
2: And there is a lot of people that I worked with that are still there, especially the store managers.
0: So, you, do you know why they're still there?
2: Oh, I, well, I'm, because I'm nobody's not. <laughs> because
0: nobody's asked them this question. Yeah, because they're completely deluded about what a job is. They yeah, think. I,
2: well,
0: I, yeah. I, look, think about it for a second, you guys. It, it, I know this sounds like a simple, but maybe uncomfortable question. The reason it's difficult for people is because think about it for a moment. Our entire economy is based on. People doing what they don't want to do for half of their waking hours, so that they can do what they really want to do, the other half of the waking hour. That's the world economy. Do you realize what a tragedy this is? So imagine what would happen if you waved a magic wand and everyone was still in the same jobs. But now they looked at it as, this is a vehicle for me to become who I want to become and one day have the kind of job I really want to be doing. Do you know what that would do to the world? First of all, the next day, there would be a huge churn. A lot of people would leave their jobs and go somewhere else. And then, boom, like that, 20 or so percent of people would be in better jobs that were more aligned. Right. But what happens on the manager's side, a manager who accepts this totally screwed up reality goes, well. I know they don't really like this job and they're just doing the minimum to get by, but how do I trick them into doing it a little bit better? Even though I know they'll never actually care about it. (laughs) What? right? And then the employee is saying their version of it. Well, I don't really want to be doing this, but I don't want to get fired either. And I don't really know what the meaning of my life is or where I'm going, but that's hard work to figure it out. And I don't want to take the risk of actually following my dreams. So I'll just do the minimum to get by and not get fired. While I bide my time and maybe one day, you know, someone knocks at my door and hands me a dream like that's ever going to happen. This is the world, you guys. And so I feel
2: like people don't care these days. They don't care about their job. Like, it, and I'm not, I've hired several people and you know, I've been, I've only been in this position for a little over a year, but I've hired several people over that period of time. And I just feel like people are only here for a paycheck, they don't care yeah. about what they're doing. They don't care about the client on the other
0: side yeah. of the counter. And like, what can you do about that? I don't know. <laughs> That's all I've been talking about for twenty minutes. Is what oh, you? No, can do I know. About
2: I that. mean, I can find out what their their self interests are, Man, and I can you show can the appreciate it. And you
0: can go further. You can demand that they find their self interest.
2: Right. Yeah. I just, you know,
0: <sighs> where so the, I come across. Hold on. I, I normally I, I I don't do this, but I'm breaking no, the I'm of people getting interrupt me. Each of you has the power to change the world economy with one question, and I can tell by the fact that 15 minutes ago, the word self interest was not spoken by any of you. This question was not spoken by all of you. Are still you still have the wool over your eyes of this screwed up economy? where you're still inside this box of people don't care and everyone does the minimum to get by. Yeah, I know. Change it. It only takes a minute. Here's how you do it. What is this job for you? What are you doing? What is, what is your life about? Where do you want to be in five years? And you keep asking that question until they quit or give you a good answer. I'm talking like you're a pit bull on a stake and you refuse to supervise. And every time you're finding yourself supervising, you go, I'm confused. You, you know, you, you're, you're running this, this dry store. And when a garment's missing, you're not turning over every stone to find the garment. Well, that's not my job. Oh, really? Who told you that? Your job is to do whatever it takes to serve the customer. That's what your job is. Now let's talk about why you should give a shit. For you, forget me, forget the customer. How does that serve you? Because, whatever you, when you find a job that you really love, because obviously you don't love this one, that's fine. Let's just name it. You don't love this job. That's cool. One day you're going to have the job that you love. And how well are you going to want to do that? You're going to want to knock it out of the park, right? So start practicing. Start practicing knock, knocking this job out of the park. That's how you earn that job one day. How do you think you're going to get that other job one day by doing a mediocre job here? Is that how you think it works? This is how you talk to your employee. This is how you cut through entitlement with reality. Because the reality is many of your people are working at Kmart for their 10th year. That's what's going on.
1: I think also another reality is that we may come to find out that a good portion of our staff needs to, leave or be replaced. Sure. I was questioning because yep. I I would venture to say that since we've all been running on the same habit, well then we've been hiring the same kind of person that responds in the same kind of way and, yep. and reacts to the same kind of triggers as do we. Yep. So I, I would say that the whole thing with time sooner than later will be a, take a facelift. Yeah. You know, a proverbial facelift. That's right. But um, and
3: we may, and we may have people already in place. We just never ask the question.
0: Yes. You're going to discover three things, either of three things. When you do this with an employee, you'll discover that they're, they, they already have an answer. They've been operating with it. You've just never <clears throat> talked with them about it before. They already relate to their job in this way, in their own self-interest. That's, those are what I call A's. B's are people where there is a compatibility and they're doing a B-level job rather than an A-level job because it's just not really conscious and they haven't really consciously identified it. Cs are people where there is no compatibility and there's no way to make it so that the job is actually in their self-interest. The Cs will go. The Bs, you insist on becoming As. The As obviously stay. It's usually around one-third, one-third, one-third give or take 10%. So yeah, desire to lose your C's because the more C's you have, the more you drive your A's away. Because A's look at the C's and go, why am I kicking ass and taking names when these other people are getting away? They're getting the same money and getting away with murder. Some companies will have no A's because all the A's have left because the managers have been tolerating C's. So you fire your C's And you don't know until you ask this question or go down this road. Sometimes you know the C's, active disengagement. So you do what you can to engage them. You get rid of your C's and then you light fires under the B's until they become A's. And then you have all A's. But here's the thing. Are you an A?
1: Because you don't get to have A's unless you are one. Well, Maybe in the process, we all convert each other into A's by pushing ourselves to do things that are uncomfortable for us or outside of the scope of what we're used to. Agreed.
0: So I've been talking about this question for months. Y'all are not A's yet. And A, when Joseph gives you this question that says, this is the answer to creating engagement, give it a try. Here's why it works. And he talks about it ad nauseum. And A tries it within five days. So what are you doing guys? You know, you're making me pull teeth
3: for being comfortable.
0: Yeah. So knock it off. It's not working. So the, the, what I wrote in Slack, I don't even know if you all saw it, but here's my assignment. You're going to tell me whether you can be an A or not related to one thing be an A in the next 24 hours. And Um, Respond to what I wrote in Slack. Actually, write it in Slack. Don't don't even email it to me. I want everyone to see it. What I wrote in Slack was give yourself a 1 to 10 rating for yourself, 10 being the highest, that's an A, about your engagement in this group. Make a case to justify the grade you've given yourself. Name the rating you want to have if it's different than what you currently have and the plan you have for how you're going to get there. Because there's... If you guys were to put into practice what I've been talking about in a matter of days rather than months, because that's what it is right now, it's months. So ask yourself what's getting in the way and just do it. I read that once a few times. Just do it. Popular saying, you know. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.